Blog Talk Radio. to raise the question, what is it that we're going to do independent of white people? It is very, very hard for us to envision a world without white people. But we cannot create our own agenda until and unless we can define an agenda that can envision a world in which they don't exist. Now we have to wake up and come back to the reality of them. But certainly when we talk about a future, we have to talk about a future from our point of view and our historical understanding of reality. Etapu, Yimhotep, Ndamana, Ndamanesh, Anisogoma, Abaragani, Salbona, Nangadeth, Majwa, Peace, War, Pan-African Greetings Family, you've entered Africa's Reascension, and this is your host, Kamal McCasey Tahuti. We'll start off this brief show as usual, with an apai or libation, which deliberately calls upon the energies of our African gods, our African spirit forces, and the forces of those yet born to guide and bless this endeavor. I go, I go, I go. Odumakuma, Enyame, Enyame Wa, a treaty of Paul, Maulisa, Amen Ra, Oloro, Beje, and Asasiya. Abasum and and Show that I work on in the week that 
have ready for everybody for Sunday at 9. Um, I felt the need to go ahead and do this now and give this very, very important topic the justice that it deserves. So, uh, so, yeah, once again, the article that we were reading from, The Deep Structure of Culture, Relevance of Traditional African Culture in Contemporary Life by Linda James Myers, is on the show page description of the same name, The Deep Structure of Culture. And if you scroll down to the bottom of the uh, program description, you'll see a Google Docs link and you can then have access to this article that we were reading from and and dealing with. <clears throat> so, yes, yeah, so first, I guess, as a way of recapping the, the the major thing if you take if you took nothing else away, understanding the deep structure of culture. <clears throat> Usually when the word culture is thrown around, it's it's usually just focused on the socialist level. I can't tell you how many so-called black nationalist events I've been to where, you know, they've got workshop after workshop and talk after talk, and then they will get on the mic. Excuse me. They will get on the mic and then say, "Now now we will have the cultural part of the show and some dancers and some drummers or whatever come out. Now, again, this is in the so-called pro-black and nationalist camps. So obviously if you again heard yesterday's show or will listen to it, you see that they too have fallen prey (laughs) to uh, the grand lie put out by Caucasoid that uh, the totality of culture is... uh, Music, dance, food, hair, clothes, stuff like that. And so we 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 beat the beat the dead horse, and we're gonna beat him again until we get it down and and and, and don't make that mistake again. And then actually understand what the depths of culture is, and then actually move on that information. And so, we'll go from the deepest up to the um, surface level. The deepest level of culture that is the least amenable to change, and it can't really be destroyed. It can definitely be, you know, covered and clouded and misinterpreted. But as as Professor Meyer said, it is this level that has persevered in us even after the 600 or so years uh, of in modern day <laughs> of, of being tampered with and transformed by Caucasoids and others. Um, this is what we call the assumptions level, and it is generative in nature, meaning that it is from this level it is from this this depth of culture that the thought and its manifestations are created from. So depending upon how um, this level is defined, it will then generate that the, the thought and the manifestations of it from this level. And so this is the assumptions level. And again, down on this level, you have axiology, the study of values, epistemology, the study of knowledge, cosmology, the study of the cosmos and the universe, and ontology, the study of reality. And each culture defines those four areas specific to how uh, they came into being, specifically how they interacts with the world and themselves and other human beings and nature and whatever, whatever. And so Shankar Tijoff in his book, Culture, Unity of Black Africa, was um, one of the strongest arguers 
of showing this 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 cultural difference in in the African way of doing stuff and the European way of doing stuff. And you know, there had been attempts to create it before, probably Ever Wilmot Lydon and his African personality construct maybe maybe the first person to try to articulate it. Uh, and then you have the Negritude movement, those men and women, you know, who who were dealing with African personality and things that made folks African and, and, and contrasted that with uh, European things. Uh, but with the Afrocentric explosion, information explosion, if you will, of the 80s, and, you know, a little bit even before that, but as far as folks writing, getting the books out, doing the empirical studies, all that sort of stuff. That's when that happened. And, you know, it's it's still not exhaustive, and, and everything that can be figured out, I won't say has been figured out, but there has been a lot, lot, lot more work that has been done and then added to the uh, Constructs that was first started by um, the folks and the men and women of the Nigger Two movement and Ebola Blythe. And so, Shankar Tejo, a multi genius, a, a linguist, a, a cultural scientist, a molecular biologist, I mean, he, he was in many different disciplines and he did mostly all of them well. And, and so, in his cultural unity of black Africa, he really, really lays out a clear, well-defined aspects of African reality and the European reality. And so now, you know, again, present day, uh, Wade Noble, the the black psychologists, have really went in with a fine-tooth comb and, um, Again, help articulate and get rid of the cobwebs and all other sorts of things from the definition. It's it's from Linda James Myers and Wade Nobles that this understanding of this deep structure of culture, all three of these levels constitute what we call culture. And so this deepest level, the assumptions level, how you know how you know and relate and create your values, how you know and create knowledge, how you know and relate to the cosmos and the universe, and how you know and relate and define reality. Those aspects are in the deepest, deepest level. Moving up, less depth is the middle area, the ideational level. That's where ethos Worldview and ideology That's where that that is And The ideology and worldview Are formed based on How you have defined How you know knowledge How you look at And define the universe And your relation to it um, Reality and value And then the uppermost level the most amenable to change and, 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 and or destruction, non-generative, are your surface-level cultural manifestations. Based on how you define those four areas in the deepest level, in the assumptions level, create the world view, create how you look at the world, and then based on how you engage the world, then expresses itself or manifests itself in the foods that you create, in the dances and the music and the songs that you create, in the clothes that you choose to wear, in the hairstyles and the names that you give yourself, in some of the rituals and some of the customs that you create. All of that is can be changed, can be destroyed, um, can be transformed based on um, your interactions with other cultures and things like that. And so this surface level is what most folks usually are talking about when they talk about culture. But the assumptions level, ideational level, and surface level 
together equal culture. We're just going through the deepest, the deep structure. We're giving you the total definition of culture. So, again, it's from this deepest level that generates or creates the aspects of the other two levels, the ideas and those surface-level manifestations. And so to, 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 to try to sink this in even more, <laughs> we cannot, I don't think we can harp on this enough, especially based on where we're at, um, and 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 by being in an anti-African reality and all the craziness that comes at us, we cannot talk about this enough. I feel, and so right now, I'm going to play a clip from Barbara Amos Wilson, who will talk about what culture is and what the deculturalization process is and the type of things that got lost or distorted based on what Arabs and Europeans did in de-Africanizing us, in deculturalizing us, and then we'll proceed from there. When we say then that the Europeans decultured us or distorted our culture, we are also saying then that the Europeans have distorted our modes of attending, of attending the world, our modes of experiencing the world, our modes of classifying and, and uh, categorizing the world, our modes of processing information that comes from the world. So there's no little wonder then that we are having problems in what some people call education particularly as it is European uh, Eurocentrically designed, that our children are perceived as having problems in thinking skills and math skills and science skills and so forth. Because ultimately, you see, culture provides you with a frame for thinking. It provides you with a structure for organizing information, for classifying information, for evaluating information, you see for processing information. And when you distort a people's culture, then you distort their capacity to appropriately organize information and deal with it. And this is what has happened to us. And in transforming our culture, so was our thinking and so forth transformed as well. This is why ultimately the educational problems of our people will have to be solved in terms of cultural transformation, not just in terms of educational technique, you see. So it was those levels. So in that in that in that short clip, he basically, you know, summed up <laughs> the, the 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 deep levels. He addressed all of the levels, the deeper levels of culture. And he addressed the things that got distorted in us. And so, as I constantly say here at Africa's Reascension, if we're not consciously and deliberately fighting against that distortion, well, first we have to acknowledge that that distortion is in place in all of us. <laughs> That's first. And then second, we have to consciously and deliberately fight against that. And fighting against that means putting into place things to get our right minds back. That's why we harp on this. And that's why we challenge other folks who want to try to, who who, who get brand new with, oh, well, what is African? Oh, what is being black? What is all that? And like Holisticism says, when you want to badmouth and bad talk black folks, you know exactly what black is, you know exactly what African is. But when one of us get up here and we start talking about power, we start talking about transforming ourselves, we start talking about how to fix what's going on, then we want to bring in these um, stupid arguments 
uh, and all of a sudden you don't know what African is or what black is. You can only relate to it in a negative way. And and that has always just boggled me on one level. It's like I understand why, but when you actually see it in action, it is just, it's sad, and so you got to laugh at it um, so it don't get too sad. I've been in so many conversations in, in dealing with Africa and how to get out of our situation, and I'm going on and on, and I'm talking about we need to do this and we need to do that. And the person always likes to bring up, oh, you know, Africa did this and Africa did that and we didn't have this and we messed up here and all that. And they, 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 by default, they feel like it is their job to bring out all the negative information, assuming as if I don't already know that. <laughs> I know all that negative stuff probably better than they do. But what the catch is is I don't let that stop me in in moving forward. Again, borrowing from Amos Wilson, folks who want to do that think that um, they're, once they say stuff like that, it's the end of the analysis. That's it. They have spoken. That's not the end of the analysis. That's the beginning of the analysis. Why can't we unify? Why do we always backstab? Why is black-on-black crime so high? Why do black men have issues with black women? Instead of making those statements and thinking like you're saying something deep, as if you have just halted the whole conversation, you've actually started the conversation. And if you can't even begin to address how to change all of those things with some different type of information than the usual crap that that, that that the mainstream folks talk about, then it's time to pick up a book. <laughs> it's time to be quiet and listen to other people who have been dealing with this information probably for a bit longer than, than, than them and who aren't letting that negative information stop them. So that deculturation process, that de-Africanization process, is what has us in the present problems that we're in. And for folks who want to do the I ain't African piece, folks folks who just want to do, well, this is all we know and I'm I'm American, then everything that Baba Amos just laid out, you don't care that it got transformed. You don't care that it got changed. You just want to go on with the faulty consciousness and reality that is. And you really think you're going to get a positive, better result from a faulty beginning. Again, people... A lot of folks who are talking have not read, have not studied, have not dialogued with, with elders, with Jegnas who, who, who've been doing this a lot longer, have, have not. You expose what you don't know the more and more that you talk. So how is all this cultural stuff relevant for today? So I'm going to readdress some of the things that I did bring up yesterday, but then I'm going to add quite a bit more. Once we stop consciously identifying with America or any other foreign region, once we stop consciously identifying with them, once we know that America, France, Britain, Arabia, all those foreign regions will not take care of us, will not live up to nice-sounding words on paper that didn't include us in the first place, And once we stop trying to force our obvious open enemies to see us as them, once we consciously stop doing those things, then we will be forced to conceive, create, and operationalize different solutions to our problems. 
that's why for for quite a while, and I'm sure I'll be doing it for quite a longer while, I have been beating the drum of we are not African. We are, we are not American. Because just consciously, we have been Americanized. We have been Europeanized. And that is part of the problem. You don't just go along with that. And you don't identify with that. For folks that's got cancer, you don't just accept it and say, okay, I'm going to die and leave it alone. You try to get rid of the damn cancer. If you have a particular disease, most folks do not just identify with the disease and do nothing about it. They try to rid themselves of that disease. It has mainly been our identification with America. It has mainly been our Europeanization that has aided in us being in the conditions that we're in now. We didn't just come out the womb hating women. We didn't just come out the womb hating our black skin. We didn't just come out the womb being scared and and, and spooked over African spirituality. We didn't come out the womb like that. We were transformed and re-socialized into self-hating African beings. And that has to be attacked first before these other things can be properly addressed. And we we have to stop identifying with America because once once we if if, if there's any bit of us that still identifies with America, then we start thinking that. We just got to force them to live up to their constitution and the Declaration of Independence and the Bill of Rights and all that. And so then the entire fight goes that way, and you're quoting back to them their constitution and their words that they wrote back in the 1800s. And you're fighting and screaming and protesting to get them to live up to things, to treat us fairly. And then all the energy goes there. And so then your whole freedom piece and your whole liberation piece is based on if other people will accept you and other people will treat you nicely and fairly. What happened to your own self-agency? What happened to your own right to exist as you want to exist as a cultural group? And how much longer will it take for... (laughs) more of us to see that they will not live up to it. They will not take care of us. They will not treat us like full human beings. So we need to do our own thing. How much more will it take? They've given us a few crumbs and given us a few crumbs and they've given us this president hoax. They've given us the governor hopes. They've given us the, and and catch the beginning part of that. They've given us. Black men, where are your men of power? Where are your presidents? Where are your heads of nations? You know what I'm saying? To to paraphrase Marcus Garvey. But we are happy and content with getting Caucasoids to give us mayorships, governorships, Presidentships of their shit. That's because we identify with America. We have to break that. As long as we consciously identify with America, France, Britain, etc., we will expect them to solve our problem or expect some trickle down from things that they do to affect us positively. Once we step out of that for real, then it is on us alone as a group to do what's needed to be done. And and, and that's why I personally harp on that, and I've been harping on it for quite a while now, because I see it and hear it all the time. Oh, brother, we don't need to do that. Just They just got to understand. That was the whole thing of the 60s or of the 70s. We just got to get them to understand us better. 
They understand us better now. And our conditions are basically the same. And the more and more people that have been allowed into the middle class, you've seen the, 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 the quote-unquote middle class. Um, as Marimba says, the the the... the the way the majority of them got there was through de-Africanization, was through alienation from their own culture. The more you compare it back to them, European culture, European ideas, European whatever, you get more successful in their stuff. <clears throat> Secondly, how this is relevant to today. Reconnecting consciously and deliberately to your African self is liberatory. I personally can't begin to share how much money I've I've, I've saved financially by not being invested in Cosmozoid holidays, Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day, Xmas, St. Patrick's Day, Halloween, all of that stuff, gone. All the emotional ties from those, gone. All of that money saved. If more and more of us heed the words of Africa's reassertion, heed the words of um, uh, Africa's holistic healing, heed the words of Mr. Homer Sisson's Haven, um, pull ourselves out of this European reality. Deny their culture of truth, deny their reality, and get back into who we are. All the money, all the time, all the resources and energies will then be put back in on us. And then we can really start focusing on enacting the plans. And again, Holipsism said it in one of his um, YouTube clips. Folks talking about where's your plan, where's your plan? We've got plenty of plans out there. Chancellor Williams got the plan in the back of Destruction Black Civilization. Um, Claude Anderson got a good economic plan in Poweronomics and, 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 and in his other book, the title's escaping me right now. It's about enacting those plans. And it's about taking, fusing stuff together. So... Chancellor Williams' plan is on the regional, national, international, organizational level as far as fusing organizations together. So you you use that, and then you infuse that with the economic piece that um, Claude Anderson is talking about. Then you infuse all of that with the African cultural piece that we're talking about. And, and, and And I'm... and we can't leave out <laughs> Blueprint for Black Power and, and the, 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 the huge wisdom within that 800-page book. Fusing all that stuff together, that's how we're going to move forward. Another reason why all this cultural talk is vitally important is because here at Africa's Reascension, we are about the creation of new Individual, the creation of new people. That is the level, that's the depth of the level which this information is dealing with in the text, creating new people. I was recently in a blog talk, in a pro-black blog talk chat room, and I got into a chat discussion with the individual, and they asked me, you know, since you're talking all this African stuff, how will that... um, Affect and stop police brutality And I don't have the exact You know phraseology of what I use But this is the gist of what I was saying What the info that I'm talking about This African stuff as you called it As he called it It's at the root of the problem The dislocation and transformation Of who we are Again is what Bob Amos Talked about in the clip we played And addressing that Head on, you can reduce the criminality that would otherwise fill the void within the crime-based cognizant society in African people. Changing one's values from money-focused 
get money at all costs, get rich or die trying, changing that value aspect to a family-focused aspect. Changing one's values to get them to put self-love in the place of self-hate that we're constantly bombarded with. True history and true knowledge of self gets first you to look more positively at yourself and then more positively at folks that look like you. When these things are done, crime rates will drop dramatically. We won't be doing the dumb things that some of us do to create police attention in the first place, ergo reducing police brutality. Getting at the root, this solves the problem. Continuing to do what we have been doing, rallying, protesting, trying to talk with the police, candlelight vigils, silent protests, walking down the street, on and on and on, that postpones the problem. Now, did you catch that? What we're dealing with here in this type of information, this African cultural information, can solve these problems. But if you put this cultural information on the back burner, if you see no relevance in it, if you just want to deal with whatever said issue is, one, you're you're being reactionary versus proactive. But secondly, that only postpones the problem. Meaning you do the vigil, you talk with the police, you, you know, have the community forms and all that sort of stuff. And the police brutality might die out, you know, for a month, two months, three months. But the behavior within the community that creates the attention for the police to come in and, and, and bust us upside the head hasn't been addressed, so it will come back. Needless to say, he didn't like or even appreciate my, my, my answer. Proper teaching, proper understanding, and proper living of this information would drastically reduce domestic violence, abortions, mental illness, our rampant health issues, our general feelings of alienation. I could go on and on and on. The values of this Caucasoid society that we blindly follow tell us daily, for example, women ain't shit, do what you want to do to them. Black life at whatever age isn't worth a damn. They tell us your problems are linked to you not being Caucasoid. So so do all you can to be like Caucasoids to alleviate those problems. They tell us to eat what you want. We will make the unhealthy stuff cheap and the healthy things expensive. And then we'll even put out confused and even contradictory information about the healthy stuff. So you ain't even got, you'll get confused and won't even listen to that. So just eat as you see fit and on and on and on. The understanding that you are not American, that you are not British, you are not French, you are not none of that, you are an African, gives you a completely different cultural makeup. All three levels of, the, of culture that we talked about which acts to contradict and counter, which acts to contradict, counteract, and nullify all of the otherwise anti-African information we get on a daily basis. When you value different things, you do things different. We get at the root of the problem by uprooting the Caucasoid from inside of you. And 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 for a myriad of reasons, folks haven't gotten to this level on mass yet. I've said before, and I will keep saying it, we can get all the economics we need in order tomorrow, tomorrow, but without our cultural orientation intact and back on track, 
on all of the levels that we've that we've been talking about, ultimately we will fail. We have right now tangible examples of getting black-skinned people in on all levels within the political arena, but none of them, none of them have their African cultural orientation intact, and so we should be able to clearly see the paucity of their so-called leadership and the transformation of African people to better conditions. It should be clear, again, like I said earlier, all the governors, all the mayors, um, got the president guy up there in our conditions, still, <laughs> still aren't, aren't, um, aren't at good level. And on some levels, some folks are arguing based on statistics that it's getting worse. So now let me be clear. Baba Amos in Blueprint for Black Power in his last chapter on crisis of uh, leadership warns us against magical thinking in terms of uh, in terms of culture. That 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 just getting back the culture alone, speaking the language, all this stuff, just you know, changing the names. That that alone will will. Be the end all be all That's still not correct We must still Form organizations and create The definitions and plans needed to Properly use Our correct African Cultural orientation Once more of us attain it And or Once more of us who, who are A bit further along in the process Link up with other folks Who are further along in the process and begin to sit down and talk and, and, and act and move. Uh, that is a critique that that is true and that's probably the that's probably the biggest critique that folks could level on us that, that we have to um you know, admit to and, and, and swallow that bitter pill but then hopefully move on that and change. But the critique of we're American and we're here and this is all we know. That that critique is fallacious and that won't fly. But if you want to say, you know, folks ain't organizing enough, folks ain't building and producing the nation, you know, fast enough, okay, I can go with you there. So, yes, yeah, so we still must form organizations, create definitions and plans needed to properly use our correct African cultural orientation once more of us attain it. And we do, in fact, need people who are directly confronting or stalling the daily negative effects of Caucasian reality. My argument is not, my argument is just that not enough people are talking about cultural realignment in conjunction with their political plans. Not enough people are talking about African culture realignment with their economic plan. Most folks who are who want to get out there with getting the money and get out there with getting political parties and all that sort of stuff are coming from a faulty cultural base. And I've been dealing with this long enough and talked with folks older than me and folks who've been doing this longer than me and read enough books and all that sort of stuff to know that without that, that cultural transformation, all that other stuff will fail. It has to be there. Now, 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 here's something that's interesting, I think. If it wasn't for COINTELPRO and individual egos, the Panthers, arm in arm with the US organization of the 60s, could have had us on much better footing now than we presently are because you had two organizations who had different points of emphasis and both points were desperately needed. You had the Panthers who were creating the clinics, who who had the um the, the, the lunch programs, who who 
at teachings and all that sort of stuff. So they had that quote unquote practical and tangible aspect of it. Then you had um Karanga and then Mary Baraka and other folks who were talking about the, the culture realignment piece. And if both of those organizations would have put the ego aside and would have been hip to all the games that the FBI, CIA, and Congress playing against them and put that to the side and linked up arm-in-arm and moved forward with what they were doing, that would have been a powerful, you know, multi-organizational process they would have put forward. And I'm sure Caucasoids saw that very early on, and that's why they had to enact all the craziness that they did. But then again, you had some <laughs> heavy egos in, in a few of those organizations to where they, they had to make it all about them and all that sort of stuff. And the direct confrontation with the police, I still think, while, you know, on one level it looks good, you know, it can pump, pump the pump. You can pump your chest out, and you know, it gives a certain image to the people. I think, in hindsight, we should look at that and say that was an error, and we don't want to reduplicate that. And it's a shame that younger folks, since we don't have this information systematized, younger folks are coming into this. You know, they watch a few. Videos of I Enterprise, the Prize. They watch some of the Panthers stuff, read some of their stuff, and they want to exactly recreate what they did. And unfortunately, I'm here to tell all those people who want to do that that the exact same thing that happened to the majority of, of the Panthers will happen to you all. The Army does not lead the movement. The army protects the nation as the nation moves the movement forward. The army is a part of the nation, but the army is not leading the nation. And the other part, too, is a lot of folks at that time were talking nation, but the Panthers, they they weren't looking at critiquing No, they weren't looking at creating a separate, I won't say separate. They weren't looking at, no, I can say separate. They weren't looking at creating a separate nation. They weren't looking at nation building, basically. Their 10-point program was demanding, again, white folks to give them freedom, white folks give them jobs and housing and all that sort of stuff. At that time, maybe... You know, it was a bold statement, but 50, 50 years prior, we have hindsight now. We no longer need to be begging or demanding those type of things from Caucasus. It is now time to build those things for ourselves. Stop demanding. Stop marching the buildings on Sundays for a photo op. Stop getting arrested on some stairs for a photo op. Start using the energy, money, time, and resources to build up the nation that we need. And then we will create the jobs for ourselves and we won't have to demand them. Then we can create the housing for ourselves and we won't have to demand them. Then we can create the better educational systems and don't have to demand. You see what I'm saying? It's a lot easier to demand stuff from other folks. It's a lot easier to march and protest. It's hard work in building nation. That's why more and more people <laughs> need to get off the of blog talk. Stop getting these forms. Stop getting in front of a mic. Sit down. Shut up. Read and listen, transform themselves, and then work with other folks who are creating organizations, who are forming communities, 
who who will then, you know, network with other folks and, and, and then you form the nation, then you form the global community. A lot of these folks are not good students of history. So we must, as time is winding down here, we must have both, especially in this present condition we're now in. But the nation-building architects must be given more priority for they are dealing, again, at the root of the problem and building for eternity. When more of our crazy behavior disappears due to proper cultural realignment within our nation context, the symptoms, the symptoms people, the, 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 the folks who rally against, you know, the police brutality and domestic violence and all that sort of stuff, the symptoms people will need more thing, will need new things to do. Because once the crazy behavior disappears, you can't be doing all the rallies no more because those things aren't present anymore. But the nation-building architects will still be needed because we they will still be needed to continue to create, continue to expand, sustain, and maintain the nation on this proper course. So this is why this cultural information and this is how this is relevant to today, right now. When you stop identifying with America and start identifying with your African self, it has the potential, because this is up to you, it has the potential to awaken you up to awaken you up to an entirely new reality, a new way of dealing with and engaging the world. And as Bob Amos said, it gives you how you structure the world, how you think, what you value, what you like, what you don't like. So again, as I said, with these health issues this present society, eat what you want. The healthy stuff is real, real expensive. The unhealthy stuff is real, real cheap. Based on us following that message, we have obesity at such high levels, high blood pressure at such high levels, stress levels at such high levels all of that because we're blindly following them. And getting our culture back and living it and, and, and doing it and moving forward, health will change because you will know that, that a lot of folks are focusing on growing their own foods, going to garden, growing, creating gardens and going to farmer's markets and cutting out sugars and other sweets and stuff like that, Uh, getting rid of pork, um, cutting down on meat intake, other stuff like that. And so once you start transforming the diet, then that cuts down on hospital bills, that cuts down on all the pills you got to take, that cuts down on all those different type of hormones going through your body, all that sort of stuff. So that's tangible example of how getting back in touch with your, our African reality can help transform the health piece um, with the the, 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 the abortions piece that I mentioned. This present society basically is saying black black life ain't worth nothing. Um, Y'all black folks ain't taking care of y'all children, so if you want to kill them, go ahead, and we'll put Planned Parenthood, i.e. neo-eugenics, (laughs) <laughs> movement building in your area to make it easier access to be able to do it. Within our African context, all black life is important. And so the abortion rates will immediately drop as more and more of us get into who we are. Again, I'm trying to give some direct, tangible examples. Uh, domestic violence those numbers will immediately drop 
getting back in touch with living. Again, not just the intellectualizing, but also getting the information, but then acting on it and, and behaving in that way. Uh, you know that, that women are equal. Your, your, your sister is equal to you. So you can't just beat off on her. You can't just create rap songs or any type of uh, media defaming her and, and disgracing her and all that sort of stuff. So, again, I, I, that's another tangible example of pulling yourself out of the Congressory reality, denying and not dealing with all those stupid negative anti-African messages. And when you put yourself, realign yourself with your culture intellectually and behaviorally and, and live, transform how you go about your day-to-day, then... I'm, I'm, I'm trying to give you examples of how that directly affects right now, today. And I'm trying to create a picture to where we will be very, very better off. Oh, yeah, I'm glad. We'll be very, very better off by living our culture and what just came to me, I forgot to write it down. I'm not talking about we get into our African culture and we have African communities and Fihankras that we will be perfect, that we will be have utopia all around. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we will have a we will have better society with better messages with safer environments for ourselves and for our children. We're still African humans, and so we will still have certain issues and problems, but they will be drastically reduced. And then the society that we create will then address those issues quite, quite differently from Europeans and, and how we they've been shown to deal with them. Um, rehabilitating people who, who are acting out of the culture versus just throwing them away and locking them up and forgetting about them. Um, I could go on and on and on with the transformation and, and the tangible, how it's relevant. But I only got about two minutes left, and I'm, I just want to keep this short. But I did want to directly address properly how all this African stuff that we're talking, all this cultural stuff that we're talking is 100% directly relevant to present day. It's not mystical. It's not magical. It's going to take hard work. Because 25, 8, 392 days a year, this Caucasoid society is telling you that you're not African. And they make their culture and their ways seem so great so fighting that is hard. I'm, you know, about um, 20 years in, so it's a little bit easier for me, <laughs> but I still have my issues. But, you know, other people have been doing it longer, and they're doing their things. And so I just want to come on and give some of those tangible examples of how this is relevant. I definitely hope it made sense. We're going to have more shows on it. Um, send the feedback. Um, and, 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 and listen to this over and over again and then share with other folks and, because we got to be about change. But the root of the change starts with getting back our African minds, our African selves. And then living it, not just talking and not just being radical and beating the chest and all that sort of stuff, living it, doing stuff differently. And that differentness is rooted in the depths, the deep structure of culture. The assumptions level creates the ideas, which then creates the manifestation. So we have to get back into who we are.
Abibi Fahodie, Total African Liberation, Yebede, Yebedi Inkonim, we will be victorious. system of European control works is that you have to accept a concept of reality which makes them superior. If you deny that, their thing will not work and they will lose their control. <laughs> 